It's us again. I'm Michael Kay. And I'm Allison. And this is Delisted, the podcast. Um, There's a lot to get to today. So, Allison, shall we, as Celine Dion says, shall we go for it? We absolutely shall. Okay. All right. So we're going to start with Louis C.K., who has got a ton of attention. And uh, Louis C.K., which is my least favorite Calvin Klein fragrance. <laughs> my absolute least favorite. The worst one from the swap meet that you'd get. So he's getting a lot of attention this week. And for the first time since November, it's not the bad kind of attention. Well, maybe a little bit of bad. So last November, as you probably all remember, five women came forward with some Me Too accusations against Louis C.K., most of which boiled down to Louis C.K. likes to jerk off around women that aren't into it. Uh, he admitted the allegations were true, and you know his show was uh, his show Louis was pulled from FX, and basically everyone dropped. He went into hiding. Then. Ten months later, on Sunday night, Louis made an appearance at the Comedy Cellar in New York, and it was a surprise performance. He just popped in at the last minute. He performed a 15-minute set of new material. Um, the New York Times, I believe, reported that he received a standing ovation before he even started. Um, apparently, everybody was acting like you know Santa Claus had just entered the mall. Um, and so not everyone was so excited, though. The next well, day... Well, Santa Claus has been probably known to jack off in public, so what? he kind of was Santa Claus. There's got to be at least... You know one, he does. There's one Santa Claus out there who definitely can relate yeah. to Louis. Um, so not everybody was so excited, though, about Louis C.K.'s return. The next day, one person in the audience um, apparently called the comedy seller and complained, and they said that they didn't like being blindsided with Louis' appearance. Uh, Vulture spoke to two women who were present in the audience, and they said, you know, as well as themselves and several other women uh, were very uncomfortable with Louis C.K. being there. They were uncomfortable with some of his jokes. One of the jokes um, had to do uh, with rape whistles. Which... Yeah, I, I read about that. What was the joke? Something about rape whistles aren't clean? Uh, so the jokes are strange because they kind of appeared on the internet and then they pulled them all really fast. Well, I saw one before they pulled it and I still didn't understand it. It was something about how rape whistles are dirty. Yeah, I can't remember the joke either, but it was something about how like rape whistles are ruined or something. And it's like, that's kind of the point of a rape whistle. It's not a good whistle. Anyway, point is, um, so, uh, but apparently a lot of guys in the audience were very excited that Louis C.K. was back. Um, and well, that's because I think Matt Lauer was in the audience. Um, Woody Allen was in the audience. There was like, thank you for opening the door for yeah. us. <laughs> Um, but also, Louis C.K.'s comeback has been defended by some comedians like Michael Che from Saturday Night Live, who argued that Louis has a right to make a living. So he deserves a comeback because he deserves to make money like a you know regular person. He has enough money to buy us all a million times over. So if he never worked again, I'm sure he'll be fine. I'm sure he's not going to be at the WIC office or anything. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why Michael Che is so like uh, like rooting for Louis like oh he he deserves to make a living it's not like Louis CK got fired from his job like a normal person and then was like well I guess I work at Golden Corral cleaning up diarrhea from the bathrooms now L- yeah like, that's Louis's gonna thing. be fine that's the Tignataro who he I believe executive produced her show when Mississippi made a very good point about that when this all first came out about people you know perverts trying to make a comeback and she said you know if a janitor did this and he was even if he was the best janitor 
in the building, they wouldn't say, oh, he's the best janitor in the building. He deserves, you know, to come back. He'll he'll probably, you know, he'll be fired. His name will be mud in that town. And so this is about, you know, celebrity and money and fame. Well, and I'm sure that janitor probably also maybe would have apologized. Like, that's the thing, too, is like, Louis never really apologized, which is kind of like if, let's say, we worked in an office and yet yeah, you fired me because I got caught, I don't know, shitting in your shoes or something. And then I came back a year later as if nothing had happened and didn't apologize for it and just started talking about random stuff like, oh, do we get a new photocopier? Oh, you look good. Did you get a haircut? Like, Louis still well, has really apologized. first of all, most really of my apologize. shoes are ugly. So if you shit on them, you probably made them look better and you get a raise. Yeah. But I do... Well, even if you apologize, you know, if I... If I, me, Michael, not Louis C.K., went to my office job and jacked off in front of the employees, even if I, you know, apologized with puppies, they wouldn't care. You know, they'd fire me. They wouldn't definitely not give me a good reference. They'd probably call the police. They'd probably call ICE. Since I'm Japanese and Spanish, they'll find a way to deport half of me to Spain and half of me, you know, to Japan. And so that's what would happen to a normal person. Wait, so what you're telling me is this is how I get a free puppy? Yes. Well, okay, I'm going to keep it in mind. Yeah. I mean, like you said, he didn't apologize, really. He. It's only been 10 months. That's... The summer's not even over yet. He could. I don't. I don't know what. I don't know what timeline I'm working off of here. Well, but I feel like other ten clubs, months is a little slim. And other clubs said that they are happy to have him, so he's probably going to keep working, and he's probably going to get his show back. So I guess congratulations to you, Louis C.K. Yeah. Okay. So let's move on from that darkness to actually. This is a sad story for me. It's the end of an era. So. Cinemax got rid of Skinemax years ago, the soft, you know, the soft core porn part of Cinemax. So that was years ago. Now, HBO has announced that they're getting rid of their adult programming, which was which was shows like Cat House, Taxi Cab Confessions, Real Sex. Some are saying that HBO is doing this because their parent company, AT&T, wants to class them up and turn them into the new Netflix. But HBO said that they're ending their adult programming because nobody's watching it since you can get hardcore porn at the click of a button. So, yeah. So that's that they're going to be get rid of it from its channel and from all of its streaming services. And it'll be family-friendly. Just the rape, family-friendly, like, rape scenes on Game of Thrones. I was just going to say, it's not like HBO's getting rid of boobs, because you can still see it on Game of Thrones, reruns of Girls, reruns of West The Sopranos. World, et cetera, yeah. Yeah, HBO still has boobs, but they're not going to be the fun type of boobs. No. Did you watch any of those shows? I didn't, because I didn't have HBO growing up, and we didn't have HBO, you know, in where I lived. Oh, we so. didn't have that either. We didn't have that either, but I would watch it at Friends House, and you can, you can watch them now. You should watch them now. You should watch every single one of those shows well i want to because i feel like i really missed out like when i grew up we didn't have um we didn't have any kind of channel like that in canada so the closest we got to anything kind of porny was this thing called baby blue movies on this channel city tv Mm -hmm. and so baby blue movies was like every friday night at like 11 o'clock they'd put on a really really like gross raunchy movie that like wasn't totally porn it was like i think it was called like like a sensual movie yeah that's kind of like that like what they show on stars 
Yeah, sort of the Skinamax. same thing. But Taxicab Confessions and Real Sex, I learned so much from. I mean, that's, I mean, they should show that in sex ed. Like, my mom didn't teach me the birds and the bees, so I learned about sex from TV, which is a great place to learn about sex. Yeah, so real sex and taxi confessions. And the thing is, back then, so I didn't, we didn't have HBO either, but we later got a descrambler box. Do you know what that is? <gasps> yes, I do know what yeah, that so is. It's like a black, for those of you who have, who are, 10 years old and don't know what that is first of all don't turn this off this is the adult part turn it back on in the next story but this is um the discrambler box is like a black market cable box a jailbreak box that had that could access every single channel so it would also access pay-per-view so there was a channel back then called spice which was the porn channel but because it aired on tv they couldn't show hardcore stuff like they could not show hard dicks they could show soft dicks which back then i'll take yeah they couldn't show hard i'll take any dick in any form back then so it worked for me it was straight porn they couldn't show a woman sucking off a guy they couldn't show they could just show the top of her head they couldn't show the dick going into the vagina right all implied very classy censored censored porn so you had to use your imagination and that's the thing like kids nowadays Teens nowadays, they just access porn with the touch of a button. We had to work for it. You know, we had to come up with, we had to use our imagination while watching Spice. We had to, you know, jack off to the JCPenney underwear catalog. So, yeah. You had to sneak into the basement, first of all. You had to actually go somewhere to find it. Yeah, or you had to watch real sex where they didn't really show sex, but they, you know, they talked about it. I just have... I just have one question for you, Michael, because I didn't see any of these shows. Mm-hmm. Taxi Cab Confessions. Is that like a prequel to Cash Cab? No, no. So it wasn't Ta- like a game show? No, Taxi Cab Confessions is a... Well, it's like a documentary. So it's basically a taxi cab would pick up. They had it in New York and Las Vegas. People would get in and tell their stories. You know, one of the ones I remember the most was in Las Vegas and it was this transgender woman. And she was talking about sex with the driver. And she said, I cannot, I cannot get off unless the dick is 10 inches or more. It has to rip me open. So she was like vanity on steroids. You know, vanity needs seven inches or more. She needed 10 inches or more. So it was stories like that. And she was just cool. She was my hero. Oh, that's nothing like Cash Cab. No. Cash Cab wishes it had 10-inch dick talk. Okay, so, so, oh, no. Allison. Yes. Okay, I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. Let's say that a two-time gold medalist Olympic swimmer from America named Cleet Keller found you on a dog walking app called WAG and hired you to watch his dog Jimbo at his home in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Okay? So we yes. got that part. Great. Now, let's say that Cleet came home at one in the morning on Monday, and he walked into two topless men sitting on the couch, which was covered in what looked like bodily fluids. The entire house stank, like hot dog water probably, and there was an open bottle of lube and a camcorder on the end table. Jimbo, the dog, was locked in a room sitting in his own piss. You were taking a shower. What excuse would you give Cleet? How would you explain this scene to him? Um, 
Well, I would, me me personally, I would probably say, because obviously it's not what it sounds like. Um, you know, I'm not. No, I'm a lady. I invited my two friends over because I needed help um, moving the refrigerator uh, because it wasn't working. Um, they tipped it the wrong way and hot dog water spilled all over the floor. Yeah, so yeah. we didn't have time to clean it up, but they had to take their shirts off because it was very heavy to move that fridge. And I was it sweating. It got stuck between the doorway, so you needed to get the lube. Exactly. And I obviously didn't want Jimbo around underfoot. I was scared he was going to drink the hot dog water and get sick. Um, and that's what happened. And then I did take a shower because I'd worked so hard. You and know? your story would be much more believable than what this dog seder, dog seder does. <laughs> <laughs> the highest of holy days, the, the dog seder. <laughs> of canine holidays so she gave this excuse which does not make sense to fox 21 this is what she said to be completely honest i didn't have wd-40 and my keys were stuck in my car so i ended up grabbing what i had in my car from things that you know i do in my personal time and i didn't to put it back in my car. I'd like to apologize to him for making him feel like I violated his house because that wasn't my intention. I misinterpreted information and I had guests over when I shouldn't have. I love that I misinterpreted information. And yeah. that none of that makes sense. <laughs> What's there to interpret? <laughs> I know, but none of that makes sense. I know. She's great. She's she amazing. might be my favorite person. And the person. thing is, she... She, if I mean, she, what she should have done is she should have said that she was in the shower the entire time. She had no idea what was going on in the living room. And she's sorry to Cleve that he had to find out that his dog Jimbo is into some sick shit, <laughs> is a piss queen, invites strangers over his house. Like, just blame it on the dog. Yeah. She's like, Jimbo invited those guys over. I wasn't feeling comfortable, so I locked myself in the bathroom. The only thing this story's missing, by the way, is her saying something is there, like... Um, the aristocrats? Yeah, yeah, the final joke. No, it's her saying something like, because there's so many excuses. She's The only one she's missing is, you know, um, I, yes, I took a cucumber out of the refrigerator because I thought I would be a good host and make my friends a salad. Um, and yeah, then and didn't a, want the salad, so I put the cucumber back in the fridge. And there's a bottle sticking out of my ass because I slipped and fell on it. And what's the most shocking thing, what would shock me if I was clean? Let's say I walked in and there were two toplets. First, I would have said, thank you, Jesus. But yeah. second, I would have said, who the fuck uses a camcorder in 2018? <laughs> That's why I would have fired her. I can't take you seriously when you're recording your Pornhub well, that's on a camcorder. That's why she's on the WAG app, is because she needs to make money to get a better video camera, Michael. So now we're going to quickly go over five very important stories and stories that you cannot miss, obviously, starting with Daryl Hannah and Neil Young. Daryl Hannah is 50 years old. Neil Young, who's 72 years old, got married twice on his boat. Once in Washington State on July 27th, and on the second time in California last week. They've been together since 2014, and they were together right around the time he happened to file for divorce from his wife of 36 years, Peggy Young. When Daryl and Neil first 
got together, David Crosby called Daryl a purely poisonous predator, but he later apologized and took it back saying, if Daryl makes Neil happy, that's all that matters. So so congratulations to them. I like knowing that they got married twice on a boat. I know, I and I hope assumed... she wore her splash costume, or that would just be <sighs> terrible. And I also hope that during the ceremony, they took a copy of Harvest Moon, a CD copy. Yes, they still make those, and shit all over it, since that song is ruined. Since he wrote it for his wife, Peggy, and now it's ruined, because he married Daryl. Oh, that's sad. That's I'd say that would ruin Harvest Moon for me, but... I, I don't it know didn't. if I can say it didn't. No, I just want. I just hope that they also go on a honeymoon. Like I hope they spend their honeymoon on a boat too, because that's the greatest test of a marriage. I think is how long you can spend on a boat. How long with you can resist wanting to push them over? Exactly. Okay, so now on to Leonardo, another true love story. Us Weekly says that Leonardo is forty-three years old, and his twenty-one-year-old model girlfriend Camilla Marone are getting very serious and they're talking marriage. He's ready to have kids, and she also wants kids, but she's the traditional kind of girl who wants to get married first. They've been together for a whopping eight months. Yeah, I don't think this is going to make it to marriage. No, I mean, if Camilla's PR people want to leak some shit to the tabloids, leak something believable. This is not believable. Yeah, like, Leo now vapes with two pens instead of just one. Yeah, exactly. Also... it's going to be, uh, it's, well, it's just going to be like, it's not even going to get to marriage because she, it's going to be over by her next birthday. He's going to be like, oh yeah, I forgot that you'd turn 22. Listen, I, I think we should see this, other people. Yeah. I forgot you do this thing called age. Yeah. I didn't know women, I didn't know women did that. I do think Lillian, he's going to get married one day, but yeah. he's going to do it the George Clooney way, you know, marry someone fancy. And I do think that he currently wants kids, but he just wants his kids to be over 18 you know, have modeled for Victoria's Secret or Sports Illustrated. Oh, no. <laughs> have blonde hair. Not, not related to him. Not related to him, yeah. Okay, so on to Piers Morgan, which this is probably, you're probably running to the toilet now because the name just brings the shit out. So plus-size model Tess Holiday is on the cover of October's Cosmo UK. And Piers Morgan is very offended by this because... She's not skinny. And he left a comment on Cosmo's Instagram saying, As Britain battles an ever-worsening obesity crisis, this is the new cover of Cosmo. Apparently, we're supposed to view it as a huge step forward for body positivity. What a load of old baloney. This cover is just as dangerous and misguided as celebrating size zero models. Yeah, okay, Pierce Morgan. He's just jealous that if a magazine ever put him on the cover, the grocery store would have to put one of those decency covers over it to prevent people from getting sick. Yeah, he would. if he's so worried about obesity, he's doing enough for like the diet culture of being like, hi, I exist. This should kill your appetite for the next seven hours. Yeah. I guess we're done. Because <laughs> <laughs> I had nothing. I had nothing one. else after that. Okay. Now on to Miranda Lambert. So we all learned that Miranda Lambert and Evan Felker broke up days after his divorce from Stacey Felker was finalized. Evan left Stacey for Miranda, and a source told People that Miranda dumped Evan after he broke one of her rules. Star Magazine said earlier this month that one of Miranda's rules was that Evan was not allowed to have any contact with Stacy, and Stacy claims he called her several times. Sorry, Michael, Evan who? 
Felcher. Thank you. <laughs> That's but the all thing I really is, wanted. this doesn't make sense because if Miranda Lambert did have a rule book, it would be one page long and it would be have one rule on it, and the rule would be be married. So this doesn't make sense. And if there was any kind of rule about phoning, it would be you you're allowed to phone your wife to remind her that you're you've left her. Just yeah, that would yeah. be it. So finally. Uh, Fashion writer Derek Blasberg posted a picture on his Instagram of Gwyneth, his friend Gwyneth Paltrow, laughing while sitting in front of Martini. Um, the IG meme site, Gay Best Friend, picked it up and added the caption, Me at happy hour, pretending to listen to my friends, but really thinking about dick. Goopy responded, saying, ain't that the damn truth? And the thing is, I don't think we're talking about, I don't think we're talking about the same dick. She probably means someone like... Uh, what she means by dick is Richard DeCecco, who is an artisan in Italy who handcrafts all of her <laughs> pussy eggs from rare marble. And she calls him dick. That's what she was talking about. And see, I think she's talking about actual dick because it's the only like non-organic, not locally farm-raised meat that Gwyneth will put in her body. So like, dick is her cheat meal. Okay, so our last segment is uh, building off of the last time that Michael and I answered um, advice questions for you guys. Nobody wrote in and said, you know, you ruined my life or why would you tell me that? So we're going to keep You didn't get advice. that email I sent you? <laughs> I did, but I forwarded Same it right to the that, trash. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my spam filter picked it up. <laughs> so our first question is from uh, a person I'm going to call Ms. Cox. I'm not sure if she'd want her whole name mentioned, but her last name was too good to pass on. So she's going to be known as Ms. Cox. Courtney, she, is that you? Courtney. Of course it's Courtney Cox. She's like, my friend, Jay Aniston. Okay, so Court, Courtney. Courtney Cox writes, what would your advice be for how to deal with that one friend everyone has who they kind of hate? You keep them around half because their craziness results in insane nights out and half so you and your other friends have someone to bitch about. What do you do when they stop being fun and just annoy the shit out of you? Okay, so it sounds like Ms. Cox doesn't like this person at all. So I would dump them. It doesn't sound that she likes really anything about this person anymore. Yeah, Ms. Cox failed to mention the kind of circumstances in which her friend is getting invited out to stuff. Yeah, because I would say if they are annoying and they, I don't want to be around them, just don't invite them. Yeah, or start doing, my advice would be start doing stuff indoors because a boring night in watching a movie is like kryptonite to that one That's crazy true. friend. That's a very good point. Yeah, do stuff that they absolutely won't want to do. Like if you're like, hey, we're going to get together for a Bible study, like that person will never show up. Yeah, and if you see them at a bar, just have your eyes glaze over and then just walk outside, just leave. And then when they ask you later, tell them you took Ambien and you had no idea. Yeah, like what maybe, happened? Yeah. yeah, you were you were at, in a night in taking Abby and watching a movie, and you just so happened to sleepwalk into the club, to, and dancing to Cardi B. Yeah, make just make the transition to be that crazy friend. So that's our that's our advice, right? Either yeah. get boring so that you can ward them off, or just don't invite them anymore. But forward their number to me because I like a messy bitch and I need more messy bitch friends. So forward that to me. Yeah, they for sound their fun. info to me. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay, so this next one is from a listener named Elsie. She says, I'm a very ambitious bitch. You know what? She should have she should have said uh, just I'm an ambitious bitch or ambitious bitch Elsie. But anyway, so she says, I try really hard to do my best at work, kick ass, and hope that one day I'll be promoted to manager. It's pretty much all I think about. However, my boyfriend works at a local business as a salesman. He gets paid a salary, but all he really does is sits on his ass and wait for an occasional customer to come in. He usually spends the day on his phone. With all that said, he does treat me right emotionally, but he never ever takes me out or does anything special for me. While I love the idea of being an independent woman, I would love to have a man who treats me to some shit every now and then. Basically, my fantasy is to be with a man who kicks as much ass as I do, but still treats me. Am I being shallow? No. Well, Elsie the ambitious bitch. <laughs> no, I. who doesn't love a special night, you know, at the Cheesecake Factory? Well, and also, relationships get boring. I mean, having to have sex with the same person over and over again gets boring. And so you have to... That's. I'm about to tell her to bring in a third and become a swinger. No, I'm not. <laughs> but like you said, Allison, everyone wants to be romanced, wined and dined. My advice would be to tell him you want to do something fun every now and again. And then, you know, say we each plan a date night once a month or whatever. Something fun. Just a date night doesn't consist of taking me to Olive Garden, which for me is a perfect date. But it sounds like Elsie wants something more special. Elsie wants a little bit more than breadsticks. And I can appreciate that. I'm an, I believe that I am an independent woman. Copyright Destiny's Child. And I feel like it doesn't have to be... You don't have to be showered in, like, jewelry and gifts and, you know, expensive handbags and stuff. Speak for yourself. But you're right. Everything I <laughs> like, learned about okay. romancing, I learned from Joan Collins. And she told me to only get showered in pearl necklaces, if you know what I mean. Anyways, go on. Sorry. Oh, I know what you're saying. <laughs> like, I can appreciate that boyfriend wanting to, like, sit on his ass at home and, like, you know, be on his phone all day. Like, I get that. But sometimes you want to put on something more than sweatpants. I, I don't know who you're talking about. Because it's you're not talking <laughs> about you and you're not talking about me. We love sweatpants. And as for the oh, ambitious yeah. part, you know, it sounds like she wants him to be as ambitious as her. Well, I was going to say, you know, be your own day to night Barbie. You know, like he doesn't have to be a manager. He doesn't have to be a pilot, whatever. Like you can be... You can be the manager and you can show up with your briefcase and be a serious businesswoman. And But also you know. if it's you know, he talks about dreams and goals and it seems like he wants to move up, then help him. It sounds like El um it sounds like Elsie is Melanie Griffith and working girl and sets goals and makes those goals happen. So help him with that. Yeah. Encourage your Alec Baldwin. Yes. Okay, so this last one is from listener named Mo. I don't know what that's show, short for. Molar, maybe just maybe. Mo. Anyway, Mo, Larry, and Curly. Mo. Did I get that right? Yeah. Yeah, you got so it right. So that's who it is. Yeah. So Mo writes, Dear Michael K. and Allison, I work with a wild animal that microwaves their fish-based lunch in our break room. Can you please suggest ways to shame, <laughs> to shame them into ceasing their lunchtime barbarity? Mo, thank you for the great email. Uh, spray paint their name all over town saying that they microwave fish because that is fucking heinous and they should never get a job <laughs> ever again. I mean, we've all, it's the worst and it does not go away. Even when I cook fish at home, it does not go away. No, you've got to put out like, well, what I do is I put out bowls of vinegar all, all around my house and then it just smells like fish and vinegar, which is, that's even worse. 
When she said, when Mo says she works with a wild animal who eats fish every day, uh, I automatically assumed she works with some kind of grizzly yeah, bear. Obviously, but um, I think that if obviously if it's a person that's microwaving their lunch and not a grizzly bear, um, someone has to say something. Well, leave one of those passive aggressive notes. You know, when you work in an office and they say, "Your mother doesn't fucking work here, so you got to do your oh. own dishes." I'm not your mother. Oh, I, I was the office manager. I was the one leaving those notes. My note would be like, we all have noses, so please have a lunch that doesn't smell like, I don't know. Point is, I was just going to say, if she wants to cut to the chase and just get the fish smell out, she needs to go to like the office bitch. There's always an office bitch, like one who has nothing to lose and who will say whatever's on their mind. Just slip her a $20 bill, be like, I need a favor from you. And that should clear up the fish problem. Or what else would clear up the fish problem is to get some microwave popcorn burn it in the microwave and it will yep. they'll have to burn down the that smell that is a smell that doesn't ever go away they'll have to burn down the no. but then you'll be out of a job so don't do that okay so obviously we distributed some of the best advice you've probably heard since, since dear never. abby and, yeah. and landers exactly um so if you want us to answer a question that you have email us at dtp uh, which stands for obviously delisted the podcast at delisted.com. That's DTP. Uh, if you put in something else, you might get a really weird return on your email. It'll be me. If that's what you're into. If Go for it. If it's yeah. DPT, that's me. DP, deep, yeah. deep penetration tart. That's me. Yeah. You're going to get an email. You're going to get an email back yeah. either way. Okay. So that's it. Thank you very much, Allison. Goodbye, Bye, everyone. Michael.